Apparently, I should turn off notifications because uh, my phone just let me know that we're going live. <laughs> oh, well, it's true. <laughs> well, it is true. That being said, welcome to Satanists on Cinema. We are your hosts, Satanist Cameron John. I almost forgot my fucking name. Day one of quarantine's hard, man. Um, and Reverend Campbell. Um, Satanists on Cinema is your source for the hottest takes on the hottest movies by the hottest host. I fucking remembered it this time. So that's the kind of show we're running today. Goddamn right. Today we're going to be discuss or giving you our spoiler-filled review of I Think We're Alone Now. Mm. It's a film about a dystopian future where a worldwide pandemic wipes out known population. So, you know, make-believe shit. Definitely not happening right now as uh, we speak. At all. Uh, hi, Pi. Thanks for joining us in chat, man. Uh, this is a surprise. I didn't announce it to anyone, so anyone who joins in, we appreciate you guys. Dean, good to Absolutely. see you, man. Um, is that Baby Yoda on your picture? Dog, what up? Robert. I was like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is a tiny little icon, so I'm not sure. Fair it should be Baby Yoda. If it is Baby Yoda, I'm, I'm very happy that I saw Baby Yoda before I died. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, yeah, so we're not talking about the Tiffany song, I think we're no. alone now. Though, I just watched it with my wife because I was kind of in the mood. Um, and it does not hold up. Yeah. Uh, did you ever, Have you ever seen that music video? Oh. Oh, my gosh. No, that's uh, just a little bit too before my time. Oh, my gosh. Or I grew up to, with that. Too not my taste, we'll say. <laughs> wow. It is so bad. It is horrible. I don't know how she was ever a pop star. It it just blows me. Anyway, it was a terrible I'll, I'll have to watch it later, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the film, the 2018 film. Mm -hmm. I think we're alone now. Uh, directed by uh, Reed Morano, who also was a cinematographer. It was written by Mike Mikowski. And again, uh, what you just said, it's sort of uh, this uh, last man on earth setup, right? Yeah. So Dell, who is played by Peter Dinklage and is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, you know what? Before we dive in, I'm I'm really curious. Did you like the film? Yeah, I fucking loved it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I love Peter Dinklage. He's an amazing actor. Like, he's just yeah. so intense, especially with this movie. And I'm sure we'll get into it. But mm. there's not much dialogue, but he fucking no. just destroys the movie. Dude, his face. He's got oh, a my great God. face. Yeah. Whoever told him he wouldn't be able to amount to shit <laughs> the entertainment business needs to go fucking kill themselves. Seriously. That man is amazing. Like, before... It I mean, Tyrion Lannister was where I cut my teeth on with him. Like, I saw mm -hmm. him an elf, but I, it's, it's sort of a slapstick thing. So, mm -hmm. Tyrion Lannister I fell in love with. I immediately identified with him, as many individuals did. Uh, and then, watching this, it, and I've seen him in a couple other, like, things, but this is one that I think overshadows everything that I've seen him do. Like, it is... Oh, the, yeah. Only because there's, there's no lines, he's not playing off any other actors for at least the first ten minutes anyway. But... The whole film is just his face, and it's yeah. magical. <laughs> it's just fucking gorgeous is Great. what it is. <laughs> All right, so this film uh, premiered at Sundance in 2018, where it won the U.S. Dramatic Special Jury Award for Excellence in Filmmaking. All principal photography was done in New York State, including the town of uh, Hastings-on-Hudson and Haverstraw. Um, and again, it stars Peter Dinklage as Dell, the primary character, Ella Fanning uh, as uh, Grace... And then we have a bit of a sprinkling in of Paul Giamatti, which 
Give me Can't as go much wrong there. or as little as you want with Paul Giamatti because he's fucking amazing. Oh, he yeah. plays Patrick. And then uh, someone I don't know, uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg as Violet. Yeah, this is the first role I think I've seen her in. I, I'm sure she's been in other shit I've seen, but this I don't remember anything. Yeah. But this is very much a post-apocalyptic a pandemic, and they don't even really explain what happened. They just dump you into the life of Dell, of Peter Dinklage's character. And you're just sort of riding with him for like 10 minutes. I just heard Skype. Did I lose you? We've been having Skype issues this entire time, so he may drop in and out. Oh, you're back. I got you. Okay, yep, I'm back. I have no idea. It didn't even look Sky like you were gone. I just like... heard beep. <laughs> like the Skype beep. Maybe we should be doing this on Zoom. Yeah. Everyone's going to Zoom. Sucks something. I don't know what's going I, on. I have no idea why it's doing this. Um, okay, so the setup again. Uh, Dell believes he's the last man on Earth. Uh, he's set mm -hmm. about leading a peaceful existence in his hometown, living in the library that he used to work at, spending his day cleaning up people's homes and burying the dead. Like, that's that's literally it. And that's, I can't think work. Of, yeah, I can't think of a better way to spend a sort of end of the world than just living your life. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he gets to read all the books he wants, mm -hmm. and he goes fishing each day for food. I mean, that's pretty fucking rocking. That's pretty dope just seeing his his day i thought was really relaxing and and charming mm -hmm. like to you know to your point he went fishing for his dinner and then he eats with chopsticks because it's just a character choice he drinks a glass of wine and he's just literally living i hate to say this because it's shitty living his best life yeah in a world where no one else lives <laughs> yeah and i'm just like how long until we're there like realistic like next shit. month <laughs> the month after? Fucking probably. <laughs> I feel like we're really close to that right now. But um, Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, okay, so, again, after the first ten minutes, we're introduced to Ella Fanning, who, her character Grace, who Peter is woken up in the middle of the night from his silent town, uh, silent life, with fireworks exploding. And you can just imagine, because we've already been set into his world by this time, how shocking and jarring that is. Suddenly, his peaceful life is totally interrupted, and everyone in his town is dead. How the fuck is anyone else alive? And yeah, so, he it like cuts to the next scene where he's walking up to a car alarm. He like hears a car alarm, and he goes out to explore where that alarm's coming from. And it's Grace, Ella Fanning's character, who wrecked into the side of the road, and she was just drunk or something. It never mm -hmm. really explained it, but I, I'm assuming she was drunk. Uh, considering the next day, I'm pretty sure it was drunk. Yeah, where she was puking. I thought it was just yeah. from like a, 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 a I head guess, injury. I guess concussion would make sense, yeah, too. Yeah, concussion. Words. Hmm. I lost them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it never explained it. And that's one thing that you have to get used to in this film. There's not a lot of explaining. You have to mm -hmm. kind of just go. Oh, yeah. Which I really appreciated. I don't know. Did you mind that at all? No, it's uh, I I bought into it immediately because I mean, why do we need an explanation mm -hmm. for everything? It sets up in just the first few minutes. There's literally nothing left. He's the last person alive. So, why explain shit? Yeah, that's what I, I loved about it too. Is that when it does show the corpses, they've been gone a long time. Mm -hmm. Like he's been what he, he goes house to house and he marks off in this very large map which houses he's gone to he scavenges it for batteries and stuff he literally cleans the houses takes the dead bodies rolls them up in a blanket and then buries them 
And there's a couple points in the film that really bring out the power of what he does because you not only have Grace who is coming out, she's like, there's no smell. And he's like, I bury the dead. And she's <laughs> like, wow. And, and there was like this really wonderful back and forth uh, also when they uh, first interacted with each other where she was like, well, what if they all get up and start walking around? <laughs> and he was yeah. just like, they're not going to do that. Like, don't be, <laughs> this is not your, your kids walking dead. Like this is a grown-up film mm-hmm. about grown-up topics kind of insane stuff and then like that's that's it it's just i don't know i i really really love this film mm-hmm. um so let's talk about imdb and let's get into spoilers and stuff not just imdb but all the ratings uh, imdb only gave it five out of seven uh, or 5.7 out of 10 i don't fucking get it uh it's certified fresh on rotten tomatoes with 63 percent, which isn't that great but it's not horrible uh yeah. the audience gave it 43 percent uh, so this was not nice. outside of its original uh, showing uh, at the film festival at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Not really well received. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, nobody likes to be miserable. I mean, there's weirdos like yeah. you and me. <laughs> like, I want to sit down and watch a movie that makes me want to kill myself afterwards. Because <laughs> that's art. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. The general populace are... They just need bright colors and robots and superheroes. <laughs> robots. Which are all fine and dandy, but... <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't mind a robot. What's wrong with a little bit of drama? Mm-hmm. Well, and we talked about this in one of our previous films too, Turning the Screw, or you know, you just called Turning, um, mm-hmm. where these films that make you actually consider possibilities are just fucking. I don't. Again, if there's not a superhero or robot, people just don't care. They they want to be spoon fed every mm-hmm. single thought, and yep. I really enjoy that there are films that allow you to do a little bit of thinking and and you can linger and like exist in a scene there are so many scenes where he is just putting books away and you're just staring at him as he's listening to rush (laughs) (laughs) yeah and And it makes sense you get it you feel it (laughs) mm -hmm. i don't even i think rush is overrated but i still enjoyed the hell out of it like i don't i don't know um, his character Rowling and Lassie was really underrated. I've never seen that. So the old black and white series, but I've never seen. I didn't even know they remade it to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's news to me. Dinklage is great. Uh, Ella Fanning, I thought was really great. I don't mm-hmm. remember her particularly from anything, but I feel like I've seen her a dozen times before. Yeah, she's been in plenty of shit. Like that whole family, they're mm-hmm. pretty much saturating the market. It's a lot of Fannings, mm-hmm. I feel like. They're like the new Baldwins, except with talent. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did you, see, did you see Suspiria 2018? You didn't like that? I loved it. Okay. Yes, not, I did. Not her. Oh, dude, I thought she was... I thought the main protagonist was the worst fucking part of the movie. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... I mean, and I got to see it again to know for sure. But yeah, yeah, I just... I felt like everybody else was right here. She was kind of like, eh, right here. Like, she wasn't bad. But she wasn't you know I think that's fair. everybody else. Yeah, movie. I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I also think, I, I don't want to get too off the topic of this film, but we grew up with Suspiria. And so we have <laughs> an expectation of what this film is. And so when they completely rewrote, did we review this yet? Suspiria? I don't think we have. I don't remember. I don't think we have. We need to. Um, yes, fuck yeah. Even the original, we need to. But uh, yeah. I... I I don't know. I, I liked the turn, the, the twists that they took, the changes that they made. I thought they were interesting. 
Um, and again, I love me some witches. Okay, we're getting some more Skype sounds, so he'll be back in just a second. Um, so let's go back <laughs> from Suspiria to... Uh, <laughs> I think we're alone now. Are you back yet, man? I don't know what's going on. The intertubes. <laughs> They're crazy, right? <laughs> I'm just watching IT Crowd. This is a great old British comedy. All right, I don't know if he's coming back or not. <laughs> All right, let's try this. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's get crazy. Hey. hey, you back? I have no idea why Skype keeps closing me out. I actually don't see you, but I can hear you. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm just mid-sentence and just boop. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I don't get a fucking decent internet, decent computer, mm -hmm. updated Skype, whatever. Skynet. It's Skynet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um... All right, way to be on topic, Gnostic Atheist. <laughs> Just fucking random comment. I think it's time to throw in the towel. Levain Satanism is dead. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Isn't that what all the kids are saying? I mean, the doctor's dead. That's true. So <laughs> It's true. You're he died half right. <laughs> not what a stupid fucking comment. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what you're going to say next. Um, okay, yeah. on, on to the show. Uh, let's talk some spoilers, because as soon as we're introduced to um grace things take a big turn because his first question to her she wakes up she pukes because of a hangover or a concussion and she's locked in a room and she's banging on the door calling and uh dell is on the other side of the door and he's like is there anyone else meaning if you're alive mm -hmm. there can't just be two of us like who the fuck else is out here and then um he makes this really stupid, like, I can't believe that he thought it would be, like, something that worked. He's like, countdown from 99 after I unlock the door. Yeah. And then, and then get in a car that's waiting outside and leave my town. Yeah. Yeah, has that ever worked? <laughs> Where she's like, 99, 98, opens the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I? Oh, you're shorter than I thought you'd be. <laughs> yeah. That fucking killed me. <laughs> so silly. But, um, and then she's like, aren't... Uh, aren't you concerned about the future of the human race or something, right? Like, she made a comment about them being the last two. Yeah. So that's twice that she made a reference to there being no other people out there. And yet, it's something that just sort of hangs in the air until we're introduced to Patrick and Violet later. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, he, he Dell doesn't want her there. He's like, look, get in the car and get out of here. And then she's sort of annoying girl, you know, tr you know, trying to just hang out with someone. It seems like, like, like she's treating him as if he were a boy that she really liked that. I don't know, maybe wanted to study too much or something. Mm -hmm. It was just a weird dynamic that they were putting off. And there's even times when she came on to him, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think they ever established her age in this movie. Yeah. But she yeah. did look very young. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and even if, she was six. Okay, well, let's let's put everything on the table. <laughs> if we're the last two on Earth, that's true. Sure it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all about repopulation. I mean, it's really for the species. So. Okay, now here's here's the question. Everybody dies. The entire mm. world's gone. You come across somebody, and their whole goal is to repopulate the Earth. Yeah. Do you go for it, or do you tell them, "I had a vasectomy"? Oh, oh. Oh, oh, um, I'm definitely going to go for it. And then uh, after a little while, I'll be like, oh, it's probably you. <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, this this scar right here. Here's the thing. 
after I got bored, I would do that. Like if she stopped doing like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I guess I could, I could see that. They got That's bored. shitty to say, but <laughs> I would totally. Well, okay. there, there's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're gonna get into you know shit you've always thought about, but never had the balls to. Why? I mean, mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. It's the other world. Who's gonna judge you? That's creepy. It reminds me of um. It's always sunny in Philadelphia episode where they're trying to get girls onto a boat and they're like, because once they're on the boat, they can't say no. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, you're fucking yeah. date rapist. Ugh, we're end of the world date rapists. But you never know because vasectomies have been known to undo themselves. That's true. So I could be like that female frog that turns into a male and fucks himself and gets pregnant. Better be careful with masturbating then. <laughs> My balls are getting huge. I think there's a baby in there. Uh, you fart one day, a hand just pops out. <laughs> hey, well, shit. Knew I should have pulled out. Oh my god. Because that's what you guys get on this show. All right, sorry. We're we're going back to the film now. <laughs> So they live together for a while, and they're just sort of getting used to each other's personalities and stuff. And it does seem like they're on a boat in one scene where he's fishing, and he's sort of looking under the brim of his cap, looks up at her, and he has that fucking great face of his. And then she sort of looks at him, and there's this unspoken, like, vibe. Like, they're vibing each other. At this oh, point, absolutely. Which I think is really cool, because they don't call it out. They're not acting on it. And in fact, when she tries to act on it a little bit later, he's kind of pushing away, because oh, he, yeah. clearly he, there's some reservation. Like he, and then it also leads in, oh, I'm going to be jumping around here. It, it leads into a bunch of suggestion that the entire town, like the reason why he's so comfortable and so happy, is because he, was, he felt alone when other people existed. They mm-hmm. made him feel alone because he's a little person. That I'm, shit. I'm yeah. assuming, or maybe he's shitty at telling jokes. One of the two. Um, it's probably the joke one. I don't know, man, because he's he's really British, so he's got that lovely, quick, dry wit. So. Does that go over well in New England, though? Fucking New England. I mean, it should. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Not there a bunch maybe. of fucking. I mean, he's a librarian. They have to get dry humor. Oh, absolutely. Fucking librarians, definitely. You don't have dude bros working in a library. That is yeah. true. Okay. So yeah, he, he his joke game is on point for sure. It's because he was short. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's because he was short. Uh, and so I really liked that. Like he, he didn't care. And the mm. only reason why he's cleaning up dead bodies and cleaning the house is because one, he's a little uh, neurotic himself, but mm-hmm. he's like, he's like getting out of date books. Like, like overdue books from different people's houses like the fucking 700 dollar late fee on war and peace <laughs> which looked and like she... a first edition oh my god it, it's funny Jana looked over at me because during that whole montage of cleaning and shit she's like oh yeah that'd be me during the apocalypse and then as soon as like oh they scratched the leather she's like never mind that's you <laughs> like yeah i'd be fucking pissed <laughs> she's using it to hold up her fucking couch god <laughs> Damn Americans not appreciating so books. So funny. Um, but you really got a sense of who he was. That No, this oh, yeah. is a completely peaceful, happy existence that he has. Mm-hmm. He was 100% fine before she came. And he just wants her to leave, in, in, essentially. He just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And then things get a little bit weird. Do you want to go off on this point? 
Are we talking about when she goes through his shit or when she goes? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that first. Okay. Yeah. So he's out and about doing something and she decides, ah, I'm going to go peek through his stuff and goes through all his files. And uh, I'm assuming those were photo albums that were on the wall, like the yeah. stack. Um, but throughout the film, anytime he cleans a house, he always ends up taking a family picture. And, you know, we're just kind of led to assume that it's, almost like another X on the map uh, that he's making. So he knows which houses he's done. Um, and when she confronts him about it, she's like, oh, dude, tell I... it hurt him because he Hold on, I lost essentially you was like, keeping the history. What's that? I lost you when you started saying when she confronts him about it. Oh, shit. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, she confronts him about it. And then, yeah, he, uh, she she tells him that there are just things and it, it hurts him deeply. Um, and that's, of course, the moment where we kind of realize that he's basically the town historian mm-hmm. trying to keep everybody alive in the only way that he can. Which is fucking beautiful. And again, oh, yeah. like you don't you're, it's not led like it's not handed to you. Like mm-hmm. you have to work for it as a viewer. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you one part that didn't really land for me is when she went into presumably his old home or his childhood home. Um, and he comes in, he's like, you're not supposed to be here. That part mm-hmm. I didn't fully understand. Uh, it's like, I, I got it because presumably he made the map himself mm-hmm. because I, I don't imagine that there's just going to be readily available maps of the township. Um, so, I mean, it would make sense that assuming that's his home and that's his mother and all that shit, that he would hide that because he doesn't want to disturb it at all. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing seemed a little bit strange to me because then Mm -hmm. later he went back to the home and he was like throwing rocks at it. So Mm -hmm. it did seem like if, if it wasn't like an ex-wife or, or something, then it was definitely family, but they hurt him. Like he Mm -hmm. was wounded and you get the sense that. When everyone was alive, he was treated like straight up shit. And he's just trying to process that when confronted mm-hmm. with the reality of it. Um, and the juxtaposition of the trauma that he experienced when everyone was around versus his desire to catalog the entire town through their photography, through properly burying them, even though he's acting like he doesn't fucking care. Maybe it's his neurosis coming out and needing to have everything neat and orderly like in the library. Um, You get a sense that he really does care. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. it's paid off in the very end of the film that he does actually care about other people. But it takes a long time getting there. And I think it took this pandemic wiping out humanity in order to get him there. Yeah. Which I also think is a beautiful irony. Oh, yeah, of course, because once no one's there, you realize how much you've needed them. Yeah, <laughs> fucking awesome. And so he's going through these moments of, no, my life is perfect the way it is, alone. <laughs> and then he's starting to get used to her being around. She's helping him clean certain houses. And he's becoming familiar with her. She gets drunk and she comes on to him. Uh, he sort of pushes her off. But that table is set, that there is a connection between them. Mm-hmm. Um and then after that, that home part, uh, she like leans into him one evening and she like kisses him. And then he wakes up in bed. Like, wh- well, you're forgetting like the important part. Well, one of the important parts of that scene, 
was she tells him, look, I need to tell you where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we had the cliffhanger of the kiss, and then he wakes up, and we don't know where she's from, or even if she had told him or not. Yeah. But that lack of time, that kind of did bug me a little bit, because Mm -hmm. it made me think, was he, like, wasted? Because it didn't lead that he was wasted. Mm -hmm. So why would he pass out? Did she drug him? What yeah. did they fuck? Like, what is it that happened? See, that's what I assumed. Oh, really? And yeah. And even my wife was saying that. And then she's like, that's very irresponsible of them. Don't they know that little people have a lot of medical issues they need to tend to when they're child oh, or children? God. It's like, I don't think they're worrying about that. Jana. <laughs> that is the pivotal point, not only in their relationship, in who they are as individuals, specifically in Dell as an individual, but also in the film, because that's oh, yeah. when we're opened up to a wider world. So he wakes up, stumbles downstairs. He's hearing a man's voice and he walks in and Paul Giamatti as Patrick and Charlotte Gainsbourg as Violet are sitting there making breakfast in yeah. his fucking house that he was in. Yeah, just sitting there having pancakes like it's no big deal. Like, oh, hey, have a seat. And this whole scene starts turning around saying, no, 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 there are, in fact, survivors. She -hmm. didn't tell you. She led you to believe this whole time. She's our daughter. And she's just, like, traumatized, staring straight Mm -hmm. forward. And there's been a lot of, like, suggested moments where she's, like, lifted up her hair and she's felt scars on her neck. And it's never fully understood why she's doing that or what that means. Well, that's led into here. Where they're like, look, no, we have a whole community. Just come, you know, come with us. Uh, We're going to bring her back with us. She just ran off. And uh, we're going to be a happy family. And we can, you know, go play golf. And everyone's down there. And you can join the rest of society. It's weird that you haven't noticed it because we put postings on every highway. But Dell's never cared. He's never tried to leave the town. This is his world. And so uh, Patrick is continually trying to convince him look no come with us you're going to end up there eventually anyway everyone does it's other humanity you need humanity he's like no nothing exists outside of this and everyone here agrees with me yeah. and then <laughs> i love that which was great was so good <laughs> um and patrick then gives him the address says look if you change your mind we've come up with some really great ways of um oh i can't remember how he turned did the phrase uh explaining it but he was like, we have some scientists or some doctors that have come up with some really wonderful technologies. Mm-hmm. And so now you have something else. You're like, why does she have a cut and some stitch marks on the back of her neck? And now he's saying that scientists have come up with some really wonderful ways of dealing with something or something. I can't remember the exact phrasing, so I'm kind of doing Yeah, it right. I just barely finished it and I don't remember. <laughs> but he alludes to them having done something to the populace, mm-hmm. which you're like, oh shit, are they the cause of this? Are they just reacting to it? Like it, it's every completely open ended, like this entire film. And so mm. I, I was just like, okay, well, well, fuck him. Dell is just going to stay here because that's the character we've known and loved. And yet we don't want to ignore the growth that he's had with Grace. Yeah. And so um, he he ends up as Grace is taken against her will, almost like she is clearly emotionally distraught. Mm. Um, Dell pushes her away as she's trying to, you know, like cling to him saying please help me help me um and he's just like you lied to me you know you deceived me get the fuck away from me and he drove off uh and so patrick took her and then they drove off um and then uh dell starts dealing with that loss and with the emptiness and he can't get back to normal because he can't stop thinking about grace Mm -hmm. 
and this is where we get to see character development. And this is something people that doesn't often happen in films. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was great. Because you oh, get yeah. used to a character, and then they change on you. But there's actually a reason for the change. Mm -hmm. And it feels good, because it's what humans do. Yeah. Like and the destruction we... of the library. I love that. Yeah. And he's going crazy trying to find that book that Patrick wrote the damn address in, because he couldn't remember where it was. And then he finally finds it. <clears throat> and he goes on a road trip to Palm Springs to find her, <laughs> which is totally uneventful. But it's, again, we get, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three to four minutes of pure atmosphere. No mm -hmm. talking, just him interacting with a post-apocalyptic world, dealing with the realities of like um, freeways that are filled up, um, needing water and carrying water to and you know from each vehicle so that he can mm -hmm. find a new vehicle and, and continue his journey and stuff. Finally, he gets to Palm Springs and he gets to the house, the address that was given to him, and it's actually Patrick's house. He goes around back and um, Violet, the wife of Patrick, who also is like a little bit weird and not really into it, you can tell something's mm -hmm. weird is off, um, hears something on the patio, goes out, sees Dell, doesn't say anything, it's the middle of the night, turns around, goes back to doing her thing, and Patrick doesn't know. Dell sneaks in that night, finds Grace completely wired up like matrix like you oh, know yeah. like wires like going into her brain and you're just like what the fuck is going on like we knew something was going <laughs> on that we knew is this like a lobotomy like what the hell is happening so do you want to take it from there yeah that's when we figure out what the scar is for um he tries he waits for her to wake up mm -hmm. and first thing she does is she rolls over and just waits and then asks did you find the dog <laughs> That's like that's that's a pretty important question. Um, I, we told yeah. I didn't talk about the dog at all. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> well, the dog was the dog wasn't really there that long. Like yeah. it, I mean, it added to the story, but not really. Well, there was sense. there was two times we saw other creatures, and that's it. So, mm -hmm. other than the two humans that of Grace and Dell, we saw an ant, but we only saw the ant crawling across the map mm -hmm. after we saw the dog. And well, so we also saw this, fish. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the third time. Okay, that's... I, yeah. He's eating it the whole time. The whole film is him eating with chopsticks. Well, and the end when she takes her goldfish that right, have that lived for two years. So yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, but my point was that it, the, the world starts tiny and then mm -hmm. slowly opens up to more variants of life and more expressions of, of human existence which i thought was a wonderful way of putting the whole film together because again it's just him alive on planet earth pandemic destroyed everyone and then you realize oh no it just affected the majority of the population not everyone there's like a 0.1 percent of people that survive which is like still thousands of people in palm springs <laughs> yeah. fucking weird places because why wouldn't you go to palm springs <laughs> robert says everyone comes to florida <laughs> uh, i guess i mean that's where everybody goes to retire and Get a fucking weird ass lobotomy, <laughs> back of the neck lobotomy. Yeah, I I didn't get that. I mean, he kind of set it up when he was talking about it before they left the township. Mm -hmm. But it's like, why why would you go through the back of the neck to get rid of anger and yeah. and pain and memory and just you know wiping out the entire past? And, and then clearly it doesn't fucking work because she remembers everything. <laughs> and then she pops fucking Paul Giamatti. Yep, yep. But to be fair, he's played some shitty bad guys, and so it's okay. He played yeah, no. Satan in Rob Zombie's flick. 
that's true which was badass if you guys haven't seen that <laughs> but um uh so paul giamatti just lays out straight up look we don't want to suffer with the memory of everything that happened so we came up with this treatment to get rid of it why should we have to live our life remembering pain and agony and having bad emotions when we can just live in a happy existence Ugh. and yeah exactly <laughs> and then uh <laughs> grace shoots his ass and she's a damn good shot fucking too. awesome he's right in the chest he drops yeah. down um violet walks out and she's again already been through the treatment it seems like completely and she's just sort mm. of like crazy like not even really all there at all oh yeah and just sees him on the floor sees them and then just walks out the front door <laughs> like yeah I liked how she grabbed her purse. <laughs> I'll need this. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Do I have my keys? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and so they get together and they get in their car and they drive back. <laughs> back to their place. And that's the film. Okay, so that being said, what was your favorite parts of this film? Just honestly, Dinklage. Like, he's just a fucking master. Like, seriously, I could... Well, obviously, I could stare at his face for two fucking hours with no dialogue. <laughs> like he's just that, that good. Yeah, I yeah I I think um, the only thing that was uh, close to him was the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I I get I don't know what it is, but I love the idea of a dystopian, empty future. So whether it's the road, whether it's the beginning of Twenty Eight Days Later, um, you, that idea of there being nothing left. I am legend. Um, I just really, really like that. And especially oh, yeah. because I have terror that it's coming, <laughs> even though <laughs> my rational mind is like, don't be stupid. We're going to yeah. have to deal with this and it's going to go away. But it still feels kind of real right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like we were watching uh, the Mad Max series as a joke. And then, you know, we finished uh, Beyond Thunderdome. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> what if? We're like three what? weeks away, man. Probably. <laughs> Fucking, I, I don't even have a fucking beefed up car yet. It's bullshit. Oh, shit. You need armor plating, okay? Like steel. Yeah, I mean, I got the hearse, but I don't know how effective that's going to be. It needs to be like be lifted like six inches. Oh, jeez. Don't we all? <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Bad joke. Um, so I, there's a couple things I loved about this outside of just the atmosphere in Peter Dinklage. And it's that idea that I never even considered before that the stench of death would pervade everything. It would be horrible. Yeah. And I never even thought about it until this film where they made a note. Wow, there's no dead bodies. There's no smell. Like, how, how amazing. Like, it, it just brings a whole new dynamic. Because you never see anyone running through a zombie apocalypse going like, oh, it stinks so bad. <laughs> They're just always like, bang, bang, I gotta run. Like, that's... Yeah, pretty much. It's my favorite song. Bang, bang, I gotta run. Um, and then I wasn't sure whether she drugged him with his, with her kiss or whether they fucked mm -hmm. and he just woke up. It was just a hard cut. And mm -hmm. because they alluded to a connection between each other, but he never outwardly showed to her his affection, I wasn't entirely sure where they were going with that. Well, he did. He kissed her back. Like, cause she pulled in the away car and at then the end? he leaned in. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Okay. And that's, that's how it cut. And then he woke up in the bed. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then they definitely got down. That that's my guess. They definitely got down. All right, go Peter. Oh, you no. got it, man. Peter using his Peter. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, like, what were your least favorite parts of this film? Um, really, 
probably just the one flash where they're watching a movie. It seemed uh, okay. It wasn't completely out of place because this is of course when he was going over in his head, whether he should go find her or not. But it just still, it, it felt out of place. Like they could have done something else. Like even going back to the day on the boat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, the look they gave each other, like that just, that was pure chemistry. Like you cut that shit with a knife. Yep. So I just feel like them watching an old timey film was kind of pointless. Yeah. Also because they never showed them ever doing that. And so we, as a viewer, don't have the connection that he's reminiscing Mm -hmm. on. It would make much more connected tissue sense if he would have shown the boat scene because that's when Mm -hmm. we first noticed it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I think my that's actually a really good point. I I didn't like the very end because I just wanted to live with them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it. I didn't want it to be over. Simple. I I just wanted it to continue. I I thought the the traveling bit, um, and hopping from car to car in order to get to anywhere because there's so much congestion and stuff like that. Um, I think it was the weakest part of the film because. Well, I, and here's the here's the sad part of it is that I loved living with Peter, I'm sorry, Dell in this world, but that driving to get Miss Daisy scene sequence it didn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was super easy, even though like finding like if they just would have done a couple scenes where he was trying to find a car that worked um, over and over again, and he felt like he was stranded until he got to one last one that ended up working. It's just like every single fucking car works. In this world, and they all have gas, and he can just go forever. And there was yeah, one scene where it showed him, like, yeah, exactly, and a full fucking charged battery. Um, especially when they lead in with the film that batteries are a rare commodity, where mm-hmm. he's literally like taking batteries out of vibrators and smoke alarms, and like, so I don't know that that was too easy for me, and so uh, I was a little bit lost, but I I still was connected with his desire as a character to go mm-hmm. find the one human that he ever had a connection with that ironically only happened after everyone fucking died. Yeah. And so that was worth the stretch for me. Ultimately, I don't think this was a fantastic film, but I did really enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I, I liked this film. So if you had to give it a rating, what would your rating be? Um, I'd give it a three and a half banana stickers. I like that. Like it was, it was good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't buy it, mm-hmm. but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely worth the free stars trial. Yes, absolutely worth a free stars trial. (laughs) (laughs) I only saw it, like, I have stars because I'm watching Outlander. Because Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking idiot for my ancestry. That's uh, all right. That's that's the first thing Janice said when I told her that I had to get a stars trial. She's like, well, how long is it for? Because Outlander's out. (laughs) It's true, yeah. First of all, Outlander started with so much pussy eating. It Mm. was like every fucking episode was him eating her out and i was just like this is awesome what the f-? i mean it's it's weird because you don't see that normally mm-hmm. but this is awesome and then like i don't know the third season in i guess he was just like done <laughs> yep. just and then it was just all butt stuff <laughs> yeah tons yeah. of butt yeah which all right you know you got to change it up <laughs> i get your, it do your Whatever. Thing. i mean how much pussy eating can you eat how much pussy can you eat? I mean, I, mean, he, he I don't know about you, Adam, but <laughs> <laughs> I can eat a whole awful lot. <laughs> Give me a bib. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lobster eating contest. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I don't know why the fuck I went off on that. Um, 
I enjoy Outlander. So that <laughs> stars, it's definitely worth the free trial. So my point was, if you out there do not have a subscription to stars, you can watch the film for free on stars. There's like, I don't know, it's like five or seven days or something. Yeah, Maybe. it's a week. Yeah, so it doesn't cost you anything. Just cancel it after you're done. But there's a couple films on there, and this is one of them that I would definitely recommend, especially if you enjoy sort of the dystopian futures, the post-apocalyptic style films where it really centers on one main character, and then they're introduced to like either another character or an environment. Another one that we got to do sometimes is The Road because fucking Viggo Morganson. I mean... I don't honestly know if I've seen that one, so I'm. I think if you yeah. like this, you're gonna you're gonna dig it. It's well, and super I love Viggo fucking Morgan, sad, like, and it's post-apocalyptic, but it's great. It's so good. Um, but that's it. That's all I have for this. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Nope, we got it all. All right, one shot, one kill. Thank. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did that my mic pick that up? That sounded like a bark. Something dropped. <laughs> like <laughs> weird. All right. Like I don't know. Something happened to my house. I don't know what it was. Um, it's finally reacting to the earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Like, every uh, once in a while, something will just be like. <laughs> like, yeah. why does that shit have to happen during this shit? Isn't right? this shit a <laughs> fucking hell? One fucking catastrophe at a time, planet. Yeah, like, we'd you... be fine with one. <laughs> No more fucking earthquakes, at least for a month. Yeah. One month, that's all I ask. Ooh, I like Zachary's suggestion here. As above, so below. Did you like that? Don't know if I've seen that one either. Oh, man. That was I mean, a Paris I, one, I think. I think I good. have. It was good. Um, all right, well, we'll we'll do, we'll do talk about that one some other time. Uh, but, okay, here's a good time to put this into perspective. Because we are both sort of at home now. Like... At least for 15, 30, 45 the rest of our lives. I don't know which <laughs> yeah. day, days or lives. Um, we're going to be uh, maybe trying to do this once a week. More than likely, unless I go crazy and I have to get a job. Yeah. In Ooh, order shit. to wait till I can work again. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, we'll see. It's like I'm debating. It's like unemployment or get a job. Oh, yeah, boy. We'll see. Oh, boy. All right. Well, if we can, we're going to do this once a week. More more than likely. Because we have time now. Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> and yeah, Sean, dude, I love the road so much. Um, all right. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoy these or you want to see future ones, let us know. You can let us know a couple different ways. You can, of course, comment uh, on the video itself. You can like the video. You can subscribe to the channel. You can sign up to the email list. Uh, there's also an audio version of this that I'm going to be cutting and releasing probably tomorrow morning. But it's on the RSS feed. Just go to any, wherever you get podcasts and search Reverend Campbell. It has every single episode I do of every single uh, series that I uh, dabble in from time to time. And this is one of them. So expect it. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for tuning in live or watching after the fact. Cameron, you're the man. Thank you so much for joining me on this. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Gosh, this is our thing, man. This Hell is our yeah. Thing. Hey, and did Joe reach out to you? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Gonna be good. I think that'll be good, the three of us. Yeah, dude, we have a great dynamic. So that'll be fun. So crazy stuff in the future. Hope you guys stay safe and healthy. Don't get sick and self-quarantine, all right? Seriously. Yeah. Stay this inside. Is fucking real. This porn is hub real. is still free. It's true. Just throw that out there. There's so much porn. So much Enjoy porn. it all. Until next time, everyone. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. I'll just leave this screen up for like 20 more seconds. <laughs> No actual reason, but it just looks good.
Yeah. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing. I get it. Children behave. That's I do like the font they use. We're together and the games they play. <laughs> I think we're alone now. <laughs> Doesn't seem 